Could you have asked for a better series when you're talking about this Nationals team in 2023, a comeback win in game two of the series? And also, yesterday, a walk-off hit for young phenom C.J. Abrams. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals. I have taken my passion and this fandom for this team in a podcast form here with the Locked On Podcast Network where you get your team every single day. And today... It is a great day because it's a Josiah Gray day. We're going to preview that series as the Nationals are headed up to City Field. They're taking on the New York Mets tonight in a four-game series. And, oh, man, there is a lot on the table for this New York Mets team. So we're going to preview that series and really get into tonight's pitching matchup as Kodai Senga takes on Josiah Gray. Good luck, pal. Also, second segment, John Morosi reported that last night that the Angels had been in discussions with the Nationals as far as a J-Mare Candelario trade. The Angels might be getting another Nationals third baseman, and go for it, Angels. We'll tell you what the price is and really what I generally think about that trade in today's second segment. But I want to start here on this series against the Colorado Rockies, the worst team in the National League. And I went in on Monday's show before the series started. You just swept the San Francisco Giants. The first sweep that this Nationals team has had in over two years. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if this is the 73 Mets or whatever the hell that crappy Mets team was. I don't care if you're the 2023 Oakland Athletics. I don't care what franchise in what time period you are. It is Literally impossible not to sweep a team over a two-year span. And the Nationals, they did that. It went over two years. In fact, it took 25 months for them to actually sweep another team. And that sweep came in the middle of June against the Pittsburgh Pirates. So now you sweep the San Francisco Giants at home. You come in town, and you're also going to be playing the Colorado Rockies, the worst team in the National League. Let me reiterate that thought. I have expectations. We all have expectations now. And some people were like, oh, well, we just swept the Giants. I don't really care about this Rocky suit. No, I do. I want to beat this team because when you're in this rebuild, let me say this yet again. I've been trying to yell this from the rooftop, and this is totally goes against what I used to think about tanking. Tanking does nothing for this Nationals team this season. What does anything is winning close ball games, especially against teams that you're supposed to win against. And when we talked about C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, and James Wood, when they came over from last year's Padres team, a very good baseball team, a very good organization, a team that was kind of up and coming, they want to win. 
And I think that is kind of the tone that this Nationals team has set over the course of this season. Not to say that the Nationals weren't trying to win last year. Davey Martinez wants to win 162 games a year, just like every other manager in baseball. All the players wanted to win, but they weren't. This season, though, you take a look at this team, they are winning. And in fact, they are winning in a lot more fun than what we had last year. So the moral of this story against the Rockies, this season is all about the prospects. I've always said that. I always will. It's about the development, and the wins aren't going to be coming in the win column. It's going to be in the development of C.J. Abrams and Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore, Kibar Ruiz, Luis Garcia. The list goes on and on and on for those young players. But I want you to win. And when you play the Colorado Rockies after sweeping the San Francisco Giants, all that momentum that you built in that series going up against another NL West team, which, oh, by the way, let me say it for the third time today, the worst team in the National League, maybe the worst team in all of baseball outside the Oakland Athletics. I need you to win this series, and the Nationals did just that. Game one, it was an obliteration. In fact, I was so down. I came on Tuesday morning. I was sad. I was not upbeat. I can tell you that much. It was just such a deflating gut punch. Game two happens. Multiple rain delays. All the adversity against those Nationals teams. Just the rain delays at home. They always come back to bite us in the butt somehow. But that night, the eighth inning, Joey Manessis comes up, hits that three-run home run to take the lead. We close it out in the ninth inning. And then in yesterday's ball game, C.J. Abrams, the hottest hitter on this National League, one of the hottest hitters in all of baseball over this last month, came up in the clutch, hit that walk-off hit, and scored. Oh, my God. Just what an incredible series for this Nationals team. And again, it makes it even more better that the fact that C.J. Abrams was the one to get it done yesterday. He's really starting to blossom in front of our eyes. And I know I've talked a lot about CJ over this last week, but he's the hot button topic right now. CJ Abrams and the jump that he has made over this last month. At first, I was like, awesome. This guy is on a hot streak. But now I'm starting to think CJ has arrived. CJ is starting to blossom in front of all of our eyes. And when you talk about this Nationals team, when you talk about the youth, and really the youth movement as a whole, as far as baseball can go. The Nationals are actually starting to look like a bright, up-and-coming team. And this Nationals team, what they do best is they don't give up. They do not give up in any sort of situation. And oh, by the way, I do think it is because of the likes of a C.J. Abrams, Josiah Gray, and really this youth movement that the Nationals have going forward that are propelling us to these wins and to these series wins in general. Because let's be honest, we should have swept the Colorado Rockies. This is a team that you should beat three times out of three times every time you play them. Every single time. It is a bad pitching staff. It's a bad bullpen. You're going up against Brad Hand, who has been pretty bad, let's be honest. That is not a good team out there. That is why I expect you to win, and that is also why I want you to win. The old philosophy, the way that I thought back just a year ago, tank, lose every single game, go 0-162, do what the Oakland A's are doing this season. 
but not anymore because the Nationals can't pick in the top 10 this season. Let me reiterate that. They cannot pick in the top 10 of next year's MLB draft because of the new anti-tanking rules, really. That's what it's all about. Because if you see, the Tampa Bay Rays did it. The Baltimore Orioles did it. All those bad teams and the smaller market teams, not the huge New York markets, they don't do that. They don't do that. The Mets, they do it accidentally, but they don't do it purposely. I can tell you that much. That's how you build your team. That is how you build your farm system, but not in today's baseball. That is not going to fly anymore with Rob Manfred. He has made that clear. The Players Association has made that clear. It ain't going to happen. So when you play the bad teams in Major League Baseball, whether it be the Rockies or the Pirates or the Cardinals or the A's, at this moment in time, you have expectations to win. And I want to win every single one of those series because the old way, the way that I used to think, the way that maybe you used to think of tanking and losing and getting all these big draft capitals in return, that's the old way because it ain't happening anymore. The way that you will see growth in 2023 and beyond is by winning these series. Because again, two years ago, a year ago, I was like, lose. Please lose. Lose all these series. I don't care. I want to suck. I want to get the best player in the draft. I wanted Dylan Cruz at this time last year. Luckily, we got him. But this Nationals team and the youth movement that's going on with it, they're carrying them to wins. And as we saw yesterday, C.J. Abrams, hat tip to you, sir. What a player C.J. Abrams has been over this last month. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen every day. The Nationals do play the New York bleeping Mets tonight as Kodai Senga and Josiah Gray get set to face off in a very good pitching matchup. I'm going to have this series covered, but also you can catch every pitch in the Nationals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. Before we get into, I'm sure you guys saw it, J-Mayor Candelario is on the trade block. He's going to be traded. But at this at this time, as of 11 o'clock in the morning of Thursday, July 27th, J-Mer Candelario, the market's moving for him. And John Rossi had last night, the Angels have discussed a J-Mer trade. So first, we're going to talk about the potential return for Nationals fans and what we could be expecting in return from the Angels, because at this moment in time, it's really looking like the Angels are the front runners for him, as that's where there's a ton of smoke at this moment. So I'm going to tell you about that, but then also the fit with J. Mayer and the Angels, and really just talk about the funny thing is that he's going to be replacing Anthony Rendon. That's going to be a fun talk. I'll tell you guys about that, but before we do that, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at Ibotta. And guys, are you finally taking that summer vacation that you have been planning but dreading buying all the necessities before you take off? It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on a hun- <clears throat> hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back 
it's really that easy. And for all the young listeners out there who still may be stacking up the money for yourself, trying to make a living, I use this. I want you to do the same because it has helped me so much for just stacking my money up and really making a difference when it comes to the balance in my bank account. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code MLB. Again, that's code MLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code MLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MLB again. That is code MLB. Now let's get back into it as J-Bear Candelario. You are on the trade block and you are probably going to be replacing Anthony Rendon. I've always kind of joked about this over the course of this season. I've always kind of said it would be pretty funny to see J-Mer Candelario going over to the Los Angeles Angels or the Anaheim Angels, whatever you want to call them. It doesn't really matter. But if J-Mer really went to the Angels, one, how deflating would that be considering you have Anthony Rendon locked up for what seems like the next 30-plus years who doesn't really play, and when he does play, hasn't been impactful whatsoever. His power is gone. His slugging's down. His average is down. Every statistical category that you look at is not in Rendon's favor. So they're in the third baseman market. And of course, you know who they're looking at? Nationals third baseman. Not Anthony Rendon. J. Mayor Candelario. So let's talk about this because this is what Nationals fans are interested in. What could the return look like for a J. Mayor Candelario type? Well, let's get this out of the way first. The Angels traded away their second, or really, they traded their second and their third best prospect last night for Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez. Oh, both former Washington Nationals and former top prospects in the system, Lucas Giolito being at one point a top 10 prospect with this Nationals team, traded him away for Adam Eaton. They traded away their second and third best prospects. They're trying to win. They want to win right now. Shohei Otani, you are off the trade market. No one will trade for him anymore. They're not going to trade him, and it sounds like Shohei doesn't want to go anywhere either. So you may be asking yourself, what kind of return could we be looking for? Because if you're already talking about the Angels, they've set a market out for just above-average players. Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez, they're fine. But to be honest, if it was up to me, I would have never given up those two to three prospects that the pot, not the Padres gave up, that the Angels gave up for those two guys. They're good, but they're not great. But that's also a good sign for teams looking to sell pitching. But not only pitching, for teams really just selling in general. Because that has set a market pretty damn high. And especially when it comes to the Angels, Mike Grizzo is going to be asking for a lot when it comes to J. Merrick Candelario. Now, some people have thrown out the idea, Logan O'Hoppy or Buss. If you don't know him, he's their number one prospect, top 100 prospect, catcher in the system, 23 years old, big hit tool, big power tool, and a really good defensive catcher. But we ain't getting that. I can tell you that right now. We're not getting a number one prospect in a team system. Where we could be looking at at this moment in time is someone a little bit down the line for them. And it's some people, meaning myself and what I think, this Nationals team could be demanding come this deadline. Could be someone like a Caden Dana. 
Now, while he's not the flashiest name in the world, he was an 11th round pick out of high school in the 2022 MLB draft. Now, you may ask yourself this. Why would the Nationals trade him for the number seven prospect in someone's organization? Well, you say 11th round pick out of high school. Some people just say, oh, so he's not, not that talented. And last year's draft, what has he proven so far? This was someone who was given above slot money. He had a strong commitment, but he stayed inside with the LA Angels. And what he has he what has he done so far this season? At 19 years old, six foot four, 215 pounds, in 14 starts, and in 68 innings pitch, he's got a 3.56 ERA. And what I found most impressive with him in those 68 innings pitch, he struck out 89 batters. 89 batters just this season alone. Also, at only 19 years old, has already gotten the call up to high A in Los Angeles. That is the kind of prospect that the Nationals should be looking at to get. And then, oh, by the way, we know what Mike Rizzo thinks about these young, impressive, big, right-handed pitchers. Mike Rizzo has a thing for him. He loves those guys. He loves to get those big-time prospects. And he may not be the biggest of big-time prospects out there. He may not be the best possible outcome for this Angels team. But still, when you look at it and you look at the pedigree that he holds and what Mike Rizzo and just knowing what he wants at the deadline, you could get someone like him, someone who's been very productive and has also already gotten the climb up to high A as a 19-year-old. Let me reiterate that thought for a second. Now, he wouldn't just be the only one. He really wouldn't be. The Nationals would be able to get something else. Now, some people may ask, well, what could that be? What could that be at this moment in time? And to be honest, it's kind of a pick because you're not going to be getting another top 15 guy, in my opinion, from this Angels team. I just don't really see that they would give up that amount. If they did, great for the Nationals. But at this moment in time, I'm not really expecting that if they're going to be giving us Caden Dana. What I could see is someone kind of back in the, in the back end of their system like a Jorge Marcheco. I believe I'm saying that name right, but what he has done this year, and again, another really young right-handed pitcher, someone who throws he throws some gas as a 20-year-old, and also someone who is also in high A, someone who's also been promoted so far this season, and his numbers have shown to be even better than someone like a Caden Dana. 15 starts, has a 2.62 ERA, 89 innings pitched this, inning, this year, and also 92 strikeouts in that time period. Batters are only batting 188 against him. And the most important stat, he has a 0.88 whip on the 2023 season. 20 years old, a big-time, former big-time prospect, someone who got $2 million in that signing class. But he's been very good for this Angels team. And I think when you talk about guys that the Mike Rizzo and this organization want, they're going to want pitching in return. And it's not just because the Nationals need pitching. Any team needs pitching. And really, when you talk about position players in this return potential, I just don't really see it happening with this team. I don't see the Nationals trying to go out and get another Jordy Barley type. That doesn't really do too much for the system. We already have a lot of projects as far as the infield goes. You want to stack up guys like Marcheco and as well as Caden Dana. 
You want to see those guys really blossom in your system. So I could see the Nationals trying to partner those two guys in return for Jamer Candelaria. And I think it would be a really smart move for this Nationals team. You have two prospects who have produced really well over the course of this season. And again, only at 19 years old and 20 years old. Now, some people may say, well, Dana is the seven prospect in this Angel system, and Marcheco is the number 21 prospect in this Angel system. We got fleeced for someone who is a above-average third baseman on a cheap deal for one year. But also this, this is a rental. This is not someone who's going to be demanding the top dollar, the toppest of dollars. It's not going to happen with Candelario. It was never going to happen with him. But what this Nationals team can do is capitalize on young talent. And if you're bought in to this young development staff and what they have done so far with some of the prospects in the system, then you should probably be excited because it's another bite at the apple at potentially getting a big-time right-handed pitcher back in this system. The pitchers that Mike Rizzo covets. He wants guys like this. And it fits that kind of role to where Mike Rizzo is going to look at him and say, I want that. And I think with the Nationals, I think they could easily get this package, if not a little bit more. So let's talk about the quick fit real quick with Candelario here in about 45 seconds. Because I did promise I would do that, so I do want to say that. I think Jamer Candelario would be a great fit with the Angels, just by the way. I think he's going to be a very good, powerful from the left side of the plate and as well as the right side of the plate. I think Candelario has played a stud defensive third base this season. And Anthony Rendon suffered another setback with his injuries this season. Anthony Rendon, even when he's healthy, has not been an impactful player. Jamer Candelario this season has been impactful. Now, is Jamer Candelario going to be the really the part that gets them over that hump into the postseason and then eventually hoping to win a World Series? Probably not but it's another piece to the puzzle that they're going to have to put together eventually. So I could see the fit. I like it. Jamir Candelario, if this is the last time we're talking about you on this show, I appreciate you, sir. You did us well. And Mike Rizzo and the Nationals, they have to be thrilled with what they have gotten from Candelario so far this season. This is why you signed him, to move him at the deadline and to make aggressive decisions like this, just to give yourself the opportunity make decisions like this thank you guys for making locked on Nats your first listen the nationals play the mets tonight at 705 easter time catch every pitch of the nationals hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app just search nationals there and now it's time to preview tonight's mets series against kodai singa and as well as Josiah Gray and the Washington Nationals. We'll preview that series real quick after this. And welcome back as we are previewing this Nationals-Mets series, as in my opinion, come on. How can you not get up for this series? The New York Mets have a ton riding on the line, sitting at 47-54. and They're about just a little under a week left until the MLB trade deadline. What are they going to do? Because if they sweep this series, they're going to be back in the hunt. They could even buy. But if the Nationals were to win two or even three games of it, they're done. They are going to sell. They could be selling our old friend Max Scherzer, franchise legend, who will be pitching in tomorrow's night's game against Mackenzie Gore. Oh, that's going to be a fun one. 
But this is a series that, again, I want to win. And if you look back at this Nationals team over the years, not recently, but over the 2010s, this Nationals team owned the New York Mets at City Field. So going into tonight's matchup with Josiah Gray and Kodai Senga, guess what? Take a wild guess of what I think this Nationals team will do. Win. We will win tonight. This is the series that I've been waiting for for quite some time. In fact, I would have loved to spend 30 minutes just talking about how I hate the New York Mets, how I think that Max Scherzer joining the New York Mets was awful. I don't hate Max Scherzer for it. He got offered a ton of money that I would have never turned down as well. But I never wanted to see him succeed with this team. And really the downfall of this Mets team has been oh so amazing to watch. I hope to God they trade away Max Scherzer at this deadline. But that's regardless. That's beside the point here today. This Nationals team, we got to win tonight. And when you're going up against someone like a Kodai Senga, let me reiterate this. He's got around a 3-3 ERA on this season and a 7-5 win-loss record. What he does best is just simply get out. You may just ask yourself, what the hell does that mean? What does that mean? Well, he generates swings and misses, and really, he's probably been the Mets' best pitcher this season. And in my opinion, he's probably their dirtiest pitcher on the roster. Even when you have Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer, Kodai Senga has been their best pitcher in my mind this season. But luckily for the Nationals, Josiah Gray, their best pitcher so far this season, their National League All-Star, is also on the bump tonight. I don't need to talk about Josiah Gray and what he does best. We know what he does best. But what the Nationals have to do in tonight's matchup, it's as simple as this. You have to keep the ball in the yard against this Mets lineup because we know that they do like to put the ball out of the yard. They hit. They can hit for power, and it comes in waves at times. But if this Nationals team were to play the way that they have over the last two days, being down many, many, many runs, and still coming back and still battling it out, then I think this Nationals team has no reason to get a loss in tonight's matchup. I truly do believe that. Especially, it's shaping up to be a good series for this Nationals team, as you have Josiah Gray on the bump tonight as you have Mackenzie Gore on the bump tonight, again, against Max Scherzer. Oh, my God, that's going to be so much fun. And then on Saturday's game, the Nationals, you should be able to win that as well as you're going up against Carlos Carrasco, who's been even worse than Patrick Corbin, who is the starting pitcher for that game. There's a gleam, men. There's a gleam. You are starting to see that this Nationals team could be putting off the New York Mets And if they win three of four, I can guarantee you this, it's going to be a fire sale for that team up in Queens. It's going to be a complete you-know-what show, a crap show. I want to see that. And if it's our nationals that get that way and really just ruin the New York Mets season, how awesome, how awesome would that be? Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. The Nationals play the Mets tonight. You can catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. Let's go, people. Playoff game tonight. This is playoff baseball for the Washington Nationals. 
I can't wait. We have nothing to lose, and the New York Mets have everything to lose. Their season is on the line over these next four games starting tonight. Let's win some baseball games. Let's beat the New York Mets because, oh, my God, do their fans stink so much. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Go Nationals. Beat the New York Mets.